You are listening to a message from Victory Alabang. Get the latest updates by visiting victoryalabang.org or like us on facebook.com slash victoryalabang. Ngayon pong oras nito, tayo po ay dadako sa ating bagong series, Beyond the Signs. Sabi nyo, Beyond the Signs. Now, pag-aaralan po natin sa Beyond the Signs, yung seven, seven signs na naisulat sa Book of John. Okay? Ano ba yung signs na ito? Alam po ninyo, ang signs po ay napakahalaga. Now, before that, uh, let me just show you the seven weeks. Okay? Yan yung, yung pitong linggo na kung saan pag-aaralan natin ang Book of John at may pito pong uh, himala dyan na ginawa ang Panginoon. And we say, these are the seven signs in the Book of John referring to who Jesus Christ is. Para maintindihan natin, bakit kaya ganyan yung title? Beyond the signs. Okay. Nakakita na ba kayo ng mga signage? Salimbawa ay ito. Diba? To beach. Now, yung sign na yan, hindi kayo dyan the dive. Sign lang yan, nang ibig sabihin, tinuturo niya kung saan yung beach. Okay? Hindi pa yan yung beach. Walang tubig dyan. Tinuturo pa lamang niya. Another way of saying signs is ito'y parang palatandaan. Pag nakakita kayo ng ganyan, o kaya kayo nakakaranas ng kayo ay umaaching-aching na, anong ibig sabihin niyan? Pwede kang magkaroon ng ubo, pwede kang magkaroon ng sipon, nang ibig sabihin may virus na gustong pumasok na sa katawan o nakapasok na sa iyo kasi mababa yung resistensya ng katawan mo. Kaya pagka kayo ay nag-aaching-aching na sinyales na huyan. Okay? Hindi ibig sabihin, bawa bang resistensya ng katawan niyo, matulog kayo, mag-take kayo ng vitamin C magpahinga. Okay. Meron tayong tinatawag ng mga vital signs, di ba? Yung sign na yan, anong ibig sabihin yan? Buhay pa yung tao. Okay? Kasi pagka flat line na yan, anong ibig sabihin? Alana, sumalangit na wa ang kaniyang kahaluluwa. Pero dahil tumitibok-tibok pa, ganyan. So ibig sabihin, ang bawat sign ay mayroong pinatutungkulan. May ibig sabihin siya. Hindi lang siya basta kung ano yung nakikita mong siya yun. Meron siyang itinuturo, meron siyang ibig sabihin. Halimbawa, nasubukan niyo na bang sumakit ang ulo ninyo? Ano ang ibig sabihin niyan? Well, marami kayong pwedeng interpretin. Maring nag-away silang mag-asawa. Sakit ulo niya. Maring wala siyang pera, kaya masakit ang ulo niya. But basically, physically, pag sumasakit ang ulo mo, misan it's not because talagang masakit lang yung ulo mo. Ito ay mayroon sinasabing may abnormal sa function ng katawan mo, kaya sumasakit yung ulo mo. E tayo, lahat ng sakit, masasakit sa ulo, paraseta mo lagad ang unang lunas eh. Minsan hindi natin natitreat kung ano talaga yung pinakaugat. Pero yung pagsakit ng ulo, ay mayroong sinasabi sa katawan natin na mayroong problema sa isa sa mga bahagi ng katawan natin, kaya ang initial effect niya sumasakit yung ulo natin. Ito'y nag-isang palatandaan din. Amen. So madalis salita, ang title natin is Beyond the Signs. It's because sa Bible po, sa Book of John, pag-aaralan natin seven signs na ginawa ni Jesus, nang ibig sabihin yung mga signs na yon, yung mga himala na yon, ay mga signs lang na mayroong itinuturo sa atin. At higit sa lahat, ang itinuturo nito ay hindi lamang yung himala mismo, hindi lamang yung himala na nakita at naranasan sa pitong eksena na yon, kundi nagtuturo patungkol sa kung sino si Kristo. Amen. 
Kaya pag-aaralan po natin yan. Now, let me just give you a little background. Sa John 20, verse 30 to 31, ang sabi doon, Now, Jesus did many other signs. Sabi niyo, signs. In the presence of the disciples, which are not written in this book, but these are written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing, you may have life in His name. So that's the reason why the entire book of John was actually written. Kaya doon sa may John chapter 1, verse 1 pa lang, makikita nyo na kagad yung intention. Anong sinabi doon? In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Ang book of John ay mayroong kaibahan doon sa synoptic gospel sa Matthew, Mark, and Luke. Anong kaibahan? Yung Greek word na ginamit sa mighty works or miracles in those three books, ang Greek word na ginamit is dunamis, which actually refers to power. Kaya galing yun sa word na dynamite, doon galing yun. Okay? So dunamis, referring to the power of Jesus Christ. Parang si Jesus nagsasabing, look what I can do. So ibig sabihin, powerful siya, may kapangyarihan siyang gumawa ng mga dakilang bagay. But in John, ang in-highlight ni John ay iba. Yung miraculous work in Greek word na ginamit is seimion. Okay? Seimion. Which is actually referring not just to the power of Jesus, but also to the glory of Jesus. It points not only to His ability, but it points to who He really is. He was primarily referring that Jesus is not just a powerful person, but He is a glorious God. He possesses the glory that no individual can ever have. So si Jesus ay nagtatagay ng kalwalhatian bilang isang Diyos. Kaya ang highlight ng book of John is all about the deity of Christ Jesus. Kaya sa loob ng pitong linggo, pag-aaral natin, papano dinemonstrate ng Panginoon, ni-reveal ni Lord yung Kanyang glory, kaya naman yung mga disciples niya ay nanampalataya sa Kanya. Amen. Now, ito po yung subject ng ating pag-aaralan sa oras na ito. And I believe, and I'm so excited today, because ang pag-aaral natin is about yung wedding bank in Cana. Basahin po natin sa John chapter 2, verses 1 to 11. Handa na po ba kayo? Okay, sabay-sabay po nating basahin. One, two, three. On the third day, there was a wedding at Cana in Galilee. And the mother of Jesus was there. Jesus also was invited to the wedding with His disciples. When the wine ran out, the mother of Jesus said to Him, They have no wine. And Jesus said to her, Woman, what does this have to do with me? My hour is not yet come. His mother said to the servants, Do whatever he tells you. Now there were six stone water jars there for the Jewish rites of purification, each holding 20 or 30 gallons. Jesus said to the servants, Fill the jars with water, and they filled them up to the brim. And he said to them, Now draw some out and take it to the master of the feast. So they took it. When the master of the feast tasted the water now become wine and did not know where it came from, though the servants who had drawn the water knew, the master of the feast called the bridegroom and said to him, 
everyone serves the good wine first. And when people have drunk freely, then the poor wine. But you have kept the good wine until now. This, the first of his signs, Jesus did at Cana in Galilee and manifested his glory. And his disciples believed in him. Let us bow down our head. Father, thank you so much for your goodness in our lives. Enable us to grasp the message today by the power of your Holy Spirit. Let our hearts be prepared to be transformed even as we listen and understand your word. Salamat po, Panginoon. Pinagkakatiwala namin sa iyo ang oras na ito. Samahan mo kami sa pangalan ni Jesus. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Dito po makikita natin sa talatang ating binasa kanina, ito po yung tinatawag na unang himala na ginawa ni Jesus. At ang sabi rito, ito po nag-manifest yung kanyang glory at ang mga mananampalataya niya ay nanampalataya sa kanya. Ito po yung una. Okay? At makikita natin, sa unang ito, pinili ng Diyos ang Kena para doon mangyari yung kanyang unang himala. So, bakit kaya Kena ang ginamit ng Panginoon just like Jerusalem, Samaria, Bethlehem, it was not that significant place. Katunayan ng mga Bible scholars ngayon could hardly trace kung saan located yung Cana. Somehow we say there the way God uses things. God has the joy and has the habit of using insignificant things to reveal His glory. Just like the picture of each one of us. We may be insignificant but God decided to make use of us so that His glory would be revealed in us. Amen. And that is the very heart of God. Cana was not a popular place, pero ginamit ng Diyos ang isang lugar na hindi popular, very insignificant place, to do significant things, to do a great miracle. And that's exactly the place where He manifested His glory. So pag-aaralan natin how Christ manifested His glory. First is He comes, second He controls, three He changes. Kung ano man ang ibig sabihin nun, sa isaan po nating pag-aaralan. Now, sa ating binasa kanina, ginanap sa Cana in Galilee at naroon din yung mother ni Jesus. And the good thing was that dumating si Jesus doon sa okasyon. Jesus came into the picture because, ang sabi ng verse 2, Jesus also was Invited. Sabi nyo, invited. Jesus also was invited to the wedding with His disciples. Ito yung paalala ko sa bawat isa. Una, pagka kayo'y dadalo ng kasal, siguraduhin ninyong imbitado kayo. Pag sinabing good for one, hindi po sinabing good for one family yun. O one for one barangay. Okay? Pag sinabing good for two, hindi po two dozen ang ibig sabihin nun. Dalawa lang talaga kayo. Okay? Dahil hindi kong magandang tignan, napupunta kayo sa kasal, tapos kayo pa yung pinakamalakas kumain doon, wala naman pala kayong invitasyon. Okay, nahihiyala kayong palayasin, hindi ba? Okay. But si Jesus, he was invited into that place. Okay, naroon siya, he came to the wedding because he was invited. My question is, have you invited Jesus Christ to come into your life? Have you invited Him in your marriage? Have you invited Him in your business? Have you invited Him in your career? Have you invited Him in your love life? Jesus Christ came because He was invited. 
And I do believe wherever Jesus Christ was during His earthly ministry, He would always be a blessing to that place. Amen. So, if you are seeking for blessing, you have to seek first and invite the blessor before anything else. Don't try to seek the blessing and not the blessor. Naroon si Jesus. At ang sabi, ito'y nagkaroon ng sitwasyon. Bagamat, I believe, kasi ang mga wedding feast ho nun, major event ho yan. Hindi yan minor event. So, pinaghahandaan yan because marriage during that time is not just about the binding of two individuals. Listen to me carefully. Ang kasal noon in Jewish culture is not just about the binding of two individuals. It's the binding of community. It's the binding of the entire community where the wedding couple belongs. So, kung binding of community yan, hindi lang yung dalawa ang nagse-celebrate kundi buong komunidad. Kaya ito, ang kasalan nun, pinaghahandaan talaga. Sinisiguro na hindi mauubusan ng pagkain, hindi mauubusan ng alak dahil ito isang napakalaking kahihiyan sa kanila. Okay? Pero ito ang problema. Naubusan po ng alak. When the wine ran out, the mother of Jesus said to him, They have no wine. And Jesus said to her, Woman, what does this have to do with me? My hour has not yet come. The good thing about Mary was that she was able to say this to Jesus because she knew very well that Christ could do something about it. Ang tanong ko, kayo ba alam nyo kung sinong lalapitan pagka nagkaproblema kayo? Uh, may isang lang ito, wedding ring ko. Magkano kaya itong wedding ring ko? Bisan ko sino-sinong nilalapitan natin, si Jesus ginagawa mong last option. Why don't you make him as your first option, just like what Mary did? Siguro inisip nga natin, siguro baka medyo malapit si Mary doon sa mga ikakasal. No, maaring siya ininang, o maaring relative niya, na so much yung kanyang concern, na nung maubusan ng alak, pwede naman sabihin, tubig na lang. Di ba? Walbawa, sa kasalan, naubusan na ng soft drink. Ay, tubig na lang. Okay lang naman, walang problema. Pero hindi hu eh. May ibig sabihin kasakit sa kanila yung alak, which I will explain later on. At pag naubusan ka ng alak, parang pagpapakita yun na hindi mo pinaghandaan yung kasalan. Bahagi ng kultura na nila yun, pagka naubusan yan, ibig sabihin, hindi ka preparado, hindi mo binigyan ng paggalang ang buong komunidad. Yun ho ang katumbas non. Pero the good thing about Mary she was able to come to Jesus and relate the problem. Mga kapatid, dapat alam natin kapag nagka-problema tayo kung sino kagad yung una nating lalapitan. Amen. Now, sa pero sa sagot ni Jesus, Woman, what does this have to do with me? My hour has not yet come. Lahat naman ho tayo siguro rito nagpipray. Tama ho ba? Kapag tayo nagpray, tungkulin nating magpray, pero yung pagsagot sa prayer, tungkulin ni Lord. Tama. Hindi mo pwedeng pwersahin si Lord. Lord, gusto ko yung mapapangasawa ko, ipakita mo na ngayon na. Ngayon na, as in now na. Okay? Hindi pwedeng ganun eh. You must learn how to wait because what Christ would like to accomplish in your life is far greater than the blessing you are asking from Him. Maybe God is teaching you patience. Lord, give me patience. Now, now, now. 
Ayos ano. Maring yung may tinuturo sa iyo si Lord o may pinapagawa mo na siya sa iyo bago niya sagutin yung panalangin mo because kahit sa ating panalangin ang inaantay ng Diyos ay yung pag-fulfill natin sa mga basic responsibilities natin na ibinigay ng Panginoon. Lord, gusto kong ma-promote. Magsipag kang magtrabaho at pumasok ka ng hindi late. Pasok kang maaga. Ang kanya ibig ko sabihin, Lord, gusto ko yung mataas yung grade ko. Ay, di mag-aaral kang mabuti. Ay, kung tatamad-tamad kang mag-aaral, yet you are praying for a high grade, nasan yung responsibilidad mo? Lord, gusto ko pong yumaman, pero saka na ako maghahanap ng trabaho. There are things that are basic that God would like to see in us. Lord, ang gusto ko mapang-asawa, yung gwapong-gwapo. Tumingin ka muna sa salamin, tignan mo kung magandang-maganda ka. Gusto mong gwapong-gwapo, pero ayaw mo magpaganda, lo-lotion-lotion ka, eh gusto mo ng gwapo. Pag nakapang-asawa ka ng gwapo, siguradong lugi siya. Eh kahit na, Lord, gusto ko yung maganda, eh di ka nagsisipilyo, eh parang makapang-asawa ng maganda. Okay? So there are responsibilities that we need to fulfill. And somehow, when we pray, let us learn how to wait. Let us learn to listen, Lord, instead of asking, Lord, why is it that my prayer is not yet being answered? Ask yourself, what am I supposed to do as well? Believing is one thing. Fulfilling our responsibility is another. Amen. Now, kung gusto mo magkaroon ka ng magandang marriage, Lord, gusto ko magandang marriage, so yung uwi ka, lasing. Eh, sigurado mag-aaway kayong mag-asawa. Now, my hour has not yet come. God's time is not too late, not too soon. It is always a perfect time. And Jesus comes in His time to do new and good things. Every time Jesus Christ would come into your life, He would like to do new things. He would like to do good things. Remember that good and perfect gifts come from the Father above, who does not change like shifting shadows. Amen. Lahat ng gusto ng Panginoon sa atin ay maganda. Gusto niyo bang everyday bumibisita sa inyo si Lord? So everyday, kaya nga sabi, give us this day our daily bread. Hindi sabi, give us this day our annual bread. Kasi sa isang taon na uli ako magpipray. Kasi one year na yung supply ni Lord. Okay? Sometimes we abuse the grace of God. Gusto ni Lord ng bagong bagay sa buhay natin. Gusto ni Lord, magkaroon ka ng bagong buhay. Gusto ni Lord, magkaroon ka ng bagong pananaw sa buhay na tama ayon sa salita ng Panginoon. Christ would like to come into your life not to make things hard for you. Bagamat minsan may inuutos siya para bang mahirap, but it is still for your benefit. Mahal ka ni Lord kung naguutos siya is not to make things difficult for you. Kung may iniutos siya, it is because He would like you to be in a better situation. He comes in His own time. May tamang panahon ang Panginoon sa lahat ng bagay. Sa tamang panahon. Kung ikaw ay high school at ang inuuna mo'y pagbo-boyfriend, pag-girlfriend, wala pa yan sa tamang panahon. Lahat ng bagay ay nasa tamang panahon. And when you don't comply with the perfect time of Jesus, certainly there are consequences to it. But I don't like to highlight the consequences. I would like to highlight our obedience to Him. Amen. Now, He comes in His time to deliver you from shame. 
Alam nyo ba na dahil sa mailalagay sa kahihiyan yung mag-asawa, alam ni Jesus yon And let me tell you this, Jesus cares. Concern si Jesus sa bawat isa sa atin. Concern si Jesus doon sa mag-asawa ngayon. Kilala man ni Jesus sila o hindi, concern si Jesus. At dahil naroon siya, gusto ni Jesus maging pagpapala siya doon sa buhay ng mag-asawa. Ba ilalagay sila sa kahihiyan kapag ka naubusan ng alak. So si Jesus ay gumawa ng himala at sila ay inalis sa kahihiyan. As, as a human being, we used to be in shame. Why? Because of our sin. Because of the curse of sin in that we used to be in a great embarrassment. But Christ came, came down from heaven and died on the cross and shed His precious blood so that we will be removed from shame. Amen. Mailaalis tayo sa kahihiyan at tayo magkaroon ng kapatawaran mula sa Panginoon at mawala sa atin yung kasalanan at kamatayan at magkaroon tayo ng buhay na walang hanggan. In the same manner, naroon si Jesus para maging pagpapala. Iniligtas niya ang mag-asawa sa tiyak na embarrassment. Pangalawa is Jesus controls everything, whether we aware or not. Ang kainaman doon sa sitwasyon, si Mary, alam niya, mag-comply doon sa sinasabi ni Jesus. Nung sinabi ni Jesus, my hour has not yet come. Ang sabi ni Mary, do whatever He tells you. Sabi niya sa mga servants, do whatever He tells you. Tanungin ko po kayo, halimbawa kayo yung mga servants, are you servants of God? Mary said, do whatever He tells you. Do whatever Jesus tells you. Eh minsan tayong nangunguna Lord, gusto ko ganito. Lord, gawin mo ito ng, sa paraan ko. Alam nyo, there's no such thing as perfect situation. Kahit na yung pinaghandaan yung kasala na yon, something imperfect came up. Sa buhay natin, hindi lahat ay perfecto. Kung kayo yung nagtatrabaho doon sa mga nagko-coordinate ng events, kasalan, o kaya concert, meron at merong sasablay. Misa hindi sasablay, hindi gagana yung mikropono, misa magkakadepresya yung ilaw. Things would not be perfect Merong near perfection, pero meron at merong sasablay. But the question is, are you ready for it? Ready or not ready, that will come. Pero doon papasok yung pagtitiwala mo kay Jesus. Because sa totoo lang, oh, hindi lahat ng bagay sa buhay natin nakukontrol natin. Tama ba? Kahit gusto mo mang kontrolin, give room for Jesus to move in your life. In as much as you want everything to be perfect, there is no such thing as perfect situation. Hayaan mo nang kumilos ang Panginoon doon. And the most important thing is not just staring at the imperfection of situation, but looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. Do whatever He tells you to do. Pag may problema ka and you are suffering, Listen to Jesus instead of asking Him, why am I suffering? Why am I experiencing these things? Tanang min, Lord, ano? Anong gusto mong sabihin ko? Anong gusto mong gawin ko? Anong mensahe ang sinasabi mo sa akin? Don't ask why, ask what. Now, there were six stone water jars there for the Jewish rites of purification, each holding 20 or 30 gallons. Jesus said to the servants, fill the jars with water and they filled them up to the brim. There was no contradiction. Okay? Kulang, hindi sa tubig, kulang sa 
sa alak. Pero ang pinakuha ni Jesus, tubig. Adyan po ba kayo? At pinapuno niya, kung kayo yung mga servants, magtatanong kayo, bakit alak ang kulang? Tapos tubig ang pinalalagay? Parang doesn't make sense. Alam nyo, ganun si Lord eh. Sometimes, what God is doing, pag hindi natin maintindihan, we say, it doesn't make sense. Sometimes what you are experiencing now doesn't really make sense. But in the end, you will understand. If you will just obey whatever He tells you to do. Six stone water jars. Yung water jars na ho na yun, actually ginagamit sa purification rites. Sa panahon natin, sabihin na lang natin, yun ay parang drum. Kayo ba gusto niyong uminom ng alak na galing sa drum? Lalo na kung ito ay ginagamit ordinary sa panligo, hindi naman dinisenyo para lalagyan ng alak. But that's exactly what Jesus Christ did. Six stone water jars represent the number of men. Represents each and every one of us. We may be unworthy. God used us to be a blessing. God used us to reveal His glory. Amen? Yung six stone water jars yung nagre-represent sa atin, tayo yung mga sisidlan lamang ng Panginoon at nagkakaroon tayo ng value kapag tayo ipinupuno ni Jesus sa buhay natin. And so, pinapuno ni Jesus ng tubig, yung six stone water jars, at yung mga servants, walang tanong-tanong. Eh, bakit? Walang reklamo eh. Tama ho ba? At ang sabi ron, they fill them up to the brim. Jesus controls things beyond your understanding. Minsan, may mga expectations tayo na hindi nangyayari. Akala natin, walang kinalaman si Lord sa mga sa, sa bagay-bagay sa buhay natin, hindi niya kayang kontrolin. Jesus can control things beyond your understanding. Hindi niya kinakailangan humingi ng paalam sa iyo kung gagawa siya at kikilos siya. Kasi minsan, kahit ipaliwanag ni Lord, hindi mo rin maiintindihan eh. Ano ano yung ibig kong sabihin? The more you ask, and if God would answer, the more you won't understand. Because you don't know the implication of things. There's what you call hierarchy of God's purpose. Ano ibig sabihin ng hierarchy? It's a big word. Hierarchy of God's purpose. God will do this thing, okay, in preparation for these things, and God will do this in preparation again for something. And God will do this in preparation again for something. Tayo ang nakita lang natin dito, hindi natin nakita yung mga susunod pa. Paring nagbe-pray ka sa mga papangasawa, gusto mo na ngayon. Ay, yung bibigay sa inyo, Lord, hindi pa believer eh. Wina one-to-one pa lang. Ha? Ay, lagi pang absent sa one-to-one. Nadidelay, kaya hindi kailang mapunagin muna bago ibigay sa iyo. Ikaw, mainipin ka. O, hindi pagbigay sa iyo, dilasin kong nakuha mo. Okay. God has a hierarchy of purpose. Ginagawa niya isang bagay not just for one particular reason, but has a reason again. Ginagawa niya to dahil may purpose siya. At ginagawa niya to dahil meron pa. May dahilan ang lahat ng bagay and we cannot fathom that in our minds. Pero si Lord kaya niya. Amen. God has His own perfect time for everything on the basis of His purpose. It's not a question of power. It's a question of purpose. Lord, kaya mo naman, walang imposible sa'yo. 
Lord, itong patay kong asawa, kaya mo naman buhayin niya nun eh. Walang problema, kaya ni Lord. At talagang pagkalabuhay ba yan, hindi ka tatakbo. Kailan nyo, miss, in as much as we would like to say something, in a, for example, a memorial service, may namatayan, okay? Gustong-gusto ko man sabihin, alam mo ninyo, namatay ang asawa ninyo dahil ang dahilan ni Lord ay ganito. Hindi ko magawa, kasi talaga naman hindi ko alam kung bakit namatay. Pero, dahil sa gustong i-comfort yung namatayan, gusto mong magpaliwanag. Eh, ayokong magpaliwanag. Alam niyo kung bakit? Kasi baka malirin lang naman yung paliwanag ko. Kasi kung namatay siya, pinayagan ni Lord, hindi ko na alam yung dahilan. Ay, minsan nga ang masakit nun, pinag-pray mo, may sakit. Pag-pray mo, namatay. <laughs> Pastor, pinag-pray mo lang, namatay na. Patay kang bata ka. <laughs> Kasalanan ko pa nang namatay. Okay? So, parang, in as much as you would like to comfort the person, kasabi mo yung dahilan kung bakit namatay, ay hindi mo dapat paliwanag. Bakit? On the first place, hindi ko ako may hawak ng buhay ng tao eh. Yes, pagka may sakit, pinagpipray ko. Pagkapatay na, hindi ko pinagpipray na mabuhay. Hindi ako si Jesus eh. At saka hindi pa kaya ng faith ko yun. Lalo na pagka naimbalsa mo. Yeah! Pag naimbalsa mo, pastor, pagpray nyo na mabuhay. Tanggal na bitukan niya. <laughs> Diba? So, you know, God controls this beyond our understanding. Sometimes it appears to be negative, but later on you will understand. Because He controls things beyond our understanding. He controls things you don't even know. Yung mag-asawa palagay nyo, alam nila na nawawala ng alak sa mga pagkakataong yun. Hindi. Marahil busy sila sa paghahati ng cake at sa pagsusubuan ng cake. Ako yung ayaw ko sabihin. Baka mamaya sumusubo sila at kumakain, hindi nila alam, naubusan ng alak. Wala silang kalam-alam. But nevertheless, Christ intervened to things they, that they didn't know. Marami sa buhay natin, ginawa ang Diyos, hindi natin alam eh. Adyan po ba kayo? Alam nyo, yung isang mainam na bagay, we've been praying, di ba, for, for victory sukat, no? pray namin, victory paranyake. For seven years, ang tagal, walang makita ng lugar. Struggle. Basta isang kisap mata, naglagay ang Diyos ng isang Kristiyano na intercessor doon, hindi namin alam yon na ginawa general manager noong cinema ng SM Sukat, wala kaming kaalam-alam doon pero kumikilos si Lord ang hindi humihingi ng paalam sa amin. Adyan po kayo, nalaman na lang namin na mayroong general manager doon na intercessor pa natin dito at siya pa ang naglapagsabi sa amin na pwede tayong magputap ng church doon. So kami, we were all rejoicing after more than seven years of praying. Finally, God moved in His own time and He even surprised us na isa sa atin, yung general manager sa SM Sukat Cinema. Amen? Can we give God a hand for that? If God opens the door, He opens it wide. Nagbukas yung pinto, papasok ka na lang. Hindi namin alam yung wala kaming kalam-alam. January, first week ng January lamang nalaman namin, pero siya na-promote August 2016. So ini-position muna ni Lord doon bago kami nalaman noong January. Kaya excited kami no, sa church planting sa Sukat Paranaque. When God gave a prophetic word that harvest, 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 wow, lalo kami tumalun sa kasiyahan. Because it is the work of God. It is God that controls people. It is God that controls situation. It is God that sets the time. Amen. Praise God. 
Another thing is, Jesus changes things in His own terms. He changes situation. Dito po sa may John chapter 2 verse 8, sabi rito, And now, and He said to them, Now draw some out and take it to the master of the feast. Tandaan nyo, laman lang ng tubig. So they took it. When the master of the feast tasted the water now become wine and did not know where it came from, though the servants who had drawn the water knew. Yung mga servants sumunod eh. Kung sinabi ni Jesus ni kayo, kumuha na kayo. Ayaw sumunod ng servants. Eh, tubig laman ito eh. Di ba? Sometimes we refuse to act in faith. Di ba? Sige na, mag-apply ka na ng trabaho. Binigyan ka na ni Lord. Eh, baka hindi ako matanggap. Eh, talaga hindi ka na matatanggap dahil di ka nagbibigay ng application. <laughs> yung iba gustong mag-asawa, ayaw man ligaw. Paano ka baka pang-asawa? Hindi ka naliligaw. You have to act. Ladies, amen? We have to move in faith. Ito mga servants, because they were mere servants, they would just really comply and would obey without them knowing that their obedience would lead to another miracle. Okay? So, nung kumuha ng tubig, anong sabi? The master of the feast called the bridegroom and said to him, Everyone serves the good wine first, and when people have drunk freely, then the poor wine, but you have kept the good wine until now. So, ibig sabihin, yung tubig ay biglang naghimala, na-transform, okay? Binago ng Panginoon, biglang naging alak. Ah, pastor, sandali lang. Ibig sabihin mo ba, pwede na tayong lahat maging manginginom dito? Now, I know you have your own theological biases about it, pero tignan natin sa Bible, ano ba sinisimbolohan ng alak? Okay? Huwag munang mag-rejoice yung mga lasenggo. Ah, pag-aralan lang muna natin. Okay? Ang sinisimbolohan ng alak sa banal na kasulatan in the Bible, unas, it is a sign of joy and gladness. Sabi niyo, joy and gladness. Oh, again, yung mga lasenggo, huwag muna kayo mag-rejoice. Okay? It's a sign of plenty, blessing, and abundance. It's also being used as an offering to the Lord. It's a sign of festivity and celebration. And it illustrates, especially in the New Testament, it illustrates as being filled with the Spirit. Maganda ang intensyon ng Diyos sa alak. Kaya lang dinistort ng mga demonyo. Okay? Binastardize ang purpose ng alak at nilagyan ng napakaraming alcohol content na ang naging resulta sa tao ay ganito. Pare, hindi ako lasing, nakainom lang. Uh, sir, eh, nabanggan nyo eh. Nabanggan nyo yung sasakyan eh. Dabi, bawal ho mag-drive nang kayo ay lalim. Hindi ako lasing eh. Sabi ko, hindi ako lasing eh. Nakainom lang, kasi lang. Sinisira ang buhay ng tao. Kaya sa Bible, pinagbabawal ng Diyos yung paglalasing, katunayan ang sabi ng Galatians 5, hindi papasok sa kaharian ng Diyos ang mga drunkard. Are you there? Kami pong mga pastors, we intentionally prohibit ourselves from drinking wine. Tignan nyo, isipin nyo, pag tinignan nyo halimbawa yung Facebook ko, may hawak akong uh, ibang may pinagsamahan. Kahit may laman o wala yung daladala kong bote, sa palagay nyo, anong iisipin ng tao? Halimbawa, doon lamang, kinuna ng picture, ano, mga selfie, 
may nakalagay doon na buti ng may Ginebra San Miguel doon. Nakuna ng picture kahit hindi naman ako umiinom. Ay si Pastor, oh. Hindi nila alam. Baka meron, guwawantuan ako. <laughs> ano ang magiging tingin sa amin ng tao? Diba? Hindi dahil lamang sa tingin ng tao, but because katulad sa Bible, mayroon tinatawag na mga people who are set apart for God's purposes. Ito yung mga tinatawag na Nazirite who were prohibited from drinking wine because God has a special purpose for them. Now, ewan ko sa inyo kung anong tingin po ninyo sa inyong mga sarili if you think that God has a special purpose in your life or not. But for us pastors, we intentionally inhibit ourselves from drinking, not even drinking wine, Personal ho namin conviction yun. Personal decision ho namin yun sa buhay namin because God has called us into the ministry. Amen. Kahit ang ininom ko ay ikakapranggot lang na ganyan. Nahagip sa camera. Pihirang pastor yan, no? lalasing-lasing. Lasing kaga lang. Tsura. See? So, pangalawa, ay di pastor, gawin mo na lang ganito. Uminom ka na lang pagka walang nakakakita. Ay, si Lord naman ang nakakakita sa akin. Okay? My point is, hindi huyang paglalasing eh. Bahagi lang huya ng, 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 ng min, min, mensahe. But my point is, magandang intensyon ng Panginoon sa alak. And when God turned water into wine, it gives us a message that He turns the impossible to possible. Amen. Sa buhay natin, ano ba ang mga imposibling kalagayan na naroon kayo ngayon? Let me tell you this, nothing is impossible with God. He can make impossible things possible on the basis of His purpose. Sabihin na natin, He can turn water into wine. He can turn your mourning into laughter. He can turn your mourning into dancing. He can turn your sorrow into joy. He can turn your death into prosperity. He can turn your situations around. Amen. Pwedeng baguhin ng Diyos yung sitwasyon ng iyong buhay kung mapait man ang nalalasahan mo sa buhay mo ngayon, pwede yung patamisin ng Panginoon. He transforms the ordinary to be extraordinary. God has the joy of using ordinary people to do extraordinary things. And we have seen that in our generation. You may look at yourself as someone ordinary, That's the kind of people that God is using. Yung mga ordinaryong taong, katulad mo, yan ang mga ginagamit ng Diyos para gumawa ng mga dakilang himala sa buhay ng tao. Ikaw ang pwedeng gamitin ng Diyos para yung kapitbahay mo ay makakilala kay Lord. Ikaw ang pwedeng gamitin ng Panginoon para yung kasama mo sa opisina na laging inaaway ng asawa at magulong ka nilang marriage, pwedeng ikaw ang gamitin ng Panginoon para mabago yun. Andiyan po kayo. Jesus can transform ordinary to do extraordinary things. Let me read John chapter 2, verse 11. This, the first of His signs, Jesus did at Cana in Galilee and manifested His glory and His disciples believed in Him. Christ manifested His glory and His disciples Believed in Him. God would like to reveal His glory in your life. Believe me. It may not be exactly like this. Huwag kayong magtangkang sa bahay ninyo, kumukay ng banga at lagyan nyo ng tubig. Sabihin nyo, Lord, kaya mo rin gawin yung ginawa mo sa kina. 
This is just to demonstrate the glory of Jesus. This wedding in Cana and the miracle that took place is not about the water that turned into wine. It's not about Mary who spoke to Jesus. It's not about the couple who got married. The miracle in the wedding at Cana is only all about Jesus and the glory that He possesses. Sometimes, kung ano-anong mensaheng kinukuha natin, ang ina-highlight doon yung glory ni Jesus. Yung ibang ina-highlight yung glory ng mag-asawa. Yung ibang ina-highlight yung, yung glory na naroon sa alak. Tubig na naging alak. Yung ba naman doon kay Mary? No, 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 no. The intention is to reveal and to manifest the glory of Jesus so that His disciples would believe. It is God's intention that you believe in Jesus. Because when you believe in Jesus, far greater miracle that God can do in your life. Amen. Ano man ang sitwasyon na inyong dinadaanan sa oras na ito, I would like you to just focus on Jesus. Because He is the miracle worker. And whatever situation you have right now and you are in right now, Jesus has the power to turn things around for your good and for His glory. Kung may problema ka ngayon, yaan ang pinakapagkakataon na dapat kang lumapit kay Jesus. Yaan din yung pinakaaantay ng Panginoon because He would like to turn things around in your life for your good. God works for the good of those who love Him and those who are called according to His purpose. So that after Christ would do a miracle in your life, His glory would be revealed in your life. And you would see Him and you will say, Lord, thank you. Glory to your name. This life is not about the blessing. This life is not about the healing. This life is not about the material things. This life is all about Jesus Christ, the Son of God, our great Messiah. Amen. Can we give him a hand? Let's all bow down ahead. More than 2,000 years ago, we were all in shame. But God sent His only begotten Son to transform us from being unrighteous to be righteous, from being condemned to being saved. Christ came and He made such a great change in our lives. And Jesus today would like to come into your life. But the question is, have you invited Jesus to be in your life? Have you invited Him in your life? Truthfully, o dinadaan-daanan mo lang si Jesus, you are not giving Him a formal invitation Lord, I would like you to come into my heart to kukontrolin mo ang buhay ko. Gusto ko sagutin mo ang mga panalangin. Gusto ko po ikaw mag-lead sa buhay ko. And as are your head, bow down, eyes closed. I would like you to just think, si Jesus ba talaga nasa buhay mo? O palamuti lang siya sa buhay mo? Gusto mo lang blessing talaga. This is a moment. Lord, I would like to invite you coming into my heart, coming into my life. 
my heart belongs to you. If you are that person who would like to invite Jesus, wherever you are seated, ayoko mahiya ka. Gusto ko itaas mong yung kamay kung nais mong imbitahan si Jesus sa buhay mo. Just lift up your hands, kapatid. Don't be ashamed. Yes, thank you. Thank you for those hands. Just lift up your hands now. Kung nais mong imbitahan si Jesus sa puso mo, pag muntik na nyo nasa kaliwat, nasa kanan mo, this is your personal decision. If you would like to turn things around, for your favor and for the honor of glory of God, lift up your hands and I will pray for you. Yes, salamat sa kamay na yun. Salamat. Thank you. God can see you well. Yes, thank you. Last call. Yes, salamat sa kamay na yun. Last call. Those who would like to invite Jesus in a real way, lift up your hands. Yes, salamat. Nakita kayo ng Panginoon. Salamat. So sa lahat po na nagtaas ng kamay, I would like you to have the boldness and the faith to stand up on your feet. I'd like to pray for you. Lahat po ng mga tagtaas po ng kayo, pwede po ba kayong tumayo sa oras na ito? Po kayong mahiya. Tayo po kayo. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, God can see you wherever you are now. I would like you to just lift up your hands like this as a sign of acknowledging God's presence in our midst today. Just lift up your hand even if you're just one hand, it's alright. Then repeat after me in this prayer. At sabihin nyo, Panginoong Jesus, nagpapakumbaba ako sa iyo, lumalapit, patawarin mo po ako sa aking mga kasalanan, linisin mo ako ng iyong banal na dugo, inaalay ko sa iyong buhay kong ito. I invite you in my life. I invite you in my heart. Baguhin mo ako ang sitwasyon ng aking buhay at simula ngayon, ikaw na ang aking Panginoon at sariling tagapagligtas. Salamat, Panginoong Yesus, sa buhay na walang hanggan. Ako'y nananampalatayang namatay ka sa krus at nabuhay na muli upang ako'y bigyan ng kaligtasan at buhay na walang hanggan. Salamat po, Panginoon.